With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Broadcasting from deep in the Ublifaris galaxy, on a small planet called Gekonia, East of the albino hills and south of the raging leucistic river comes the one, the only, Gecko Nation Radio. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Gecko Nation Radio. I am your host, Dave, and tonight we have a very special episode planned for you. Uh, today is May 6, 2014, and we have Mike and Debbie from Reptiles Express with us tonight. If you guys are breeding reptiles, uh, small animals and stuff like that, you, eventually you kind of, if you take the hobby to the next level, you kind of get forced to the point where, you know, you can only sell so many animals locally. And then at that point, you, st- you have to start reaching out and broadening your customer base, and you have to figure out how to ship your animals. Now, when you get to that point, it's a, it's a step in the in the process that is scary for a lot of people because, you know, it's kind of like uncharted territory, like shipping a live animal, like how do you do that? I shipped, uh, you know, you think about it and you think to yourself, oh, I've shipped all kinds of other things through the mail, but how do you ship something that's alive? Well, Reptiles Express is there to help you for that. And that's that's what we're going to do this show for. Um, I know there's a lot of people that are just like really nervous about the shipping process. It's not it's not that bad. It really isn't, especially after you get used to doing it. I've shipped hundreds of geckos now with Reptiles Express. I use them exclusively. And um, it, it, it just gives me such peace of mind, all right? Number one, you're going to hear from Debbie tonight. She I call her the queen of customer service. And number one, she will explain to you from top to bottom how the process works, all the ins and outs of how to do it properly. And, uh, you know, just to know that she's there like 24-7 monitoring everything is makes me sleep at night, all right? And, you know, they, they know how to get, like, for instance, if there's some kind of a weather delay or something, uh, they have those. I mean, you could be on the phone for 45 minutes before you get a live person from FedEx, but with their account and the way they have it set up, they're going to get to the right people in much faster time. They're going to locate your packages. They're going to do whatever they can to make sure special attention gets to your packages. Okay? That's the whole point to this. Um, Some people don't understand why a shipping company like Reptiles Express is necessary for this process. And we're going to explain that tonight too. Because it's important that you understand why they're exists a ship a live animal shipping company why there is a place for that all right um all right well i do have some other things i want to mention to everybody before we get started some really cool stuff number one tonight we're opening the phone lines in the second part of the show um and uh mike and debbie from reptiles express are graciously going to uh give a 
a package of shipping boxes for our nightly raffle for callers. Okay, so people that want to call in with your questions and comments, the number is 646-478-5331. Again, it's 646-478-5331. And I will announce the winner of the raffle tomorrow in the Gecko Nation group. And I just want to thank everybody that's, uh, you know, enjoying Gecko Nation on Facebook. The group, the group is over, I don't know, 2,100 members now. Uh, just incredible uh, camaraderie in that group. And uh, thank you to all the admins that are keeping everything orderly and high class. That's awesome. And uh, our sponsors are, are just terrific. I'm going to play part of our sponsors uh, in this plug right now, and then I'm going to come back with some cool promo codes for you guys to use to get you good discounts. So hang tight. Gecko Nation Radio is a David's Fine Gecko's creation and production. You can visit the show's Facebook page at Gecko Nation Radio. I also have a great family-friendly group on Facebook called Gecko Nation. Apply for membership today. Gecko Nation Radio is sponsored by... Ohio Gecko is famous for amazing tangerines, snows, and other very unique leopard gecko projects. Thad also has some incredible fat tail morphs available from stingers to starbursts. Visit him online at ohiogecko.com and at Expos in the Northeast. He is also the owner of geckoforums.net. Dale's Bearded Dragons is your one-stop source for any reptile supply products that you may need, from Exoterra, Zoomed, Rapashi, Repcal, Fluker, and much, much more, and all at 20 to 50% cheaper than your local pet store or big chain pet store. They are also the biggest reptile supply distributor at most of the Northeast Expos. Contact them directly online at dalesbeardeddragons.com or message me on Facebook and I'll put you in touch with the owner. Supreme Gecko is a great source for crested geckos, day geckos, and other species, including micro geckos. Wally Kern is a top-notch breeder and gecko enthusiast. Visit supremegecko.com for his available animals and supplies. Gecko Boa Reptiles is your source for the highest quality leopard gecko morphs and wild types, from white and yellows to radars, amazing tremper morphs, and rare subspecies. John is a world-class breeder and extremely knowledgeable. If you're looking for something truly special in geckos, contact John Scarborough at geckoboa.com and on Facebook. Rainbow Mealworms is the largest worm grower in the world and selling to the public since 1956. If you need the highest quality mealworms, superworms, and crickets, for your pets, contact them at www.rainbowmealworms.net. That's right, everybody. And also, while we're talking about Rainbow Mealworms, uh, Rainbow Mealworms is giving a 30% off discount to Gecko Nation Radio listeners and people in the Gecko Nation group. Uh, the code is Gecko Nation, all in caps, all one word. Okay, it's good for quarters. And uh, it's good until the end of May. All right, so take advantage. That's an awesome thing. Uh, Jillian from Rainbow is very, very generous. So uh, thank you very much, Jillian, if you're listening. Also, um, standing discount with abdragons.com, 5% off your order. Use the word GECKO, all in caps, at checkout. You're going to get 5% off FlexWat, 5% off Dubia Roaches. And last but not least, uh, the discount from Reptiles Express. They just uh, lowered it to, um, I believe, $40. Uh, any two orders of $40, you can get 10% off with using the code Nation 10 
and that's good for um, – uh, well, they'll tell you how long it's good for because they're going to be on in a second. Uh, also, if you're listening to this show, everyone, um, you're likely a huge fan of geckos, a huge fan of reptiles. Um, if you are, check these guys out. Did you know that since 2006, there's been a treasure trove of history and information on leopard geckos and other species? Well, Gecko Forums is the most extensive database of leopard gecko history on the web right now. Take a look and delve into the past, present, and future of this great community. The biggest contributors, breeders, and hobbyists have left their mark there. Now it's your turn. Look, learn, and post away. Need a place to post animals for sale? Look no further. Visit geckoforums.net and become a member today. Gecko Nation Radio is proud to be the official radio show associated with Gecko Forums. Herpentime Radio is my inspiration for GNR. Justin and JD do a terrific show every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern and have an amazing archive of shows available for download. Visit them at blogtalkradio.com slash herpentime and on Facebook. All right, folks, this episode is going to be your go-to episode for shipping information, okay? So, for instance, in the future, when somebody asks you or me or some, you know, any of us in the group or online, um, how does Reptiles Express work? How does the process work? You guys spend an hour discussing it. You can send them this link, and they can listen and hear it for themselves. So I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to bring on Mike Houtziger, and Debbie Price from Reptiles Express. Mike and Debbie, you are live on Gecko Nation Radio. Hi, David. Hey, David. Hi, how are you? How are you guys doing? We're great. We're great. Thank you. Oh, I'm glad to have you both with, with us tonight. Um, I've been excited about this show. And, uh, you know, the shipping process, like I was saying earlier, uh, really confuses people when, when they first start getting involved in it. And, uh, you know, Mike, we talked earlier uh, about where we should start the show tonight, and a good place would be to explain what exactly is Reptiles Express, how did it come about, and why is it necessary? Hmm. Well, that's uh, <laughs> a good place to start. It, <laughs> you know, I've been, uh, I guess you probably wonder why, why does a cricket guy start Reptiles Express, but, you know, I started... Uh, premium crickets about 13 years ago um and that's a whole story in and of itself but i have always done reptile shows i've probably done hundreds and hundreds of reptile shows where i'll go to the show and set up my table and sell the feeders for all the animals that you guys sell um one thing that i like to do is i like to talk to the breeders and find out what are those things that are challenging to them and what can i do to help them grow their business so I know that my biggest challenge when I was um, trying to sell crickets was shipping. That was the most difficult part of the whole process. Um, you know, I could raise the crickets, I could put them in a box, but actually negotiating a contract with either UPS or back then it was DHL or the post office or FedEx was, it, it took many months, it was very complicated. And if you got one thing wrong, it could mean, you know, thousands of dollars in difference. So when I talked to the breeders at the show, their big issue was shipping 
uh, to people who had ordered off of their website. Um, so we all had the same kind of problem. The issue was that, you know, in order to, to, to get the attention of UPS or FedEx or any of these guys, you had to bring a lot of money to the table. Um, if, if all you do is say, I'm going to ship, you know, $5,000 worth of reptiles or whatever, they're not even going to return your phone call. Mm. So, uh, so what I did was um, sort of I, I went to my main competitor, and that was Clay Gann. And uh, Clay and I are, are really best of friends. And I said, Clay, I've got this idea that if we can sort of combine what we're doing and present it at back then to UPS, maybe they'll look at this as a, as a big opportunity and they'll let us create Reptiles Express and we can sort of manage the shipments using UPS at the time uh, for all you guys that were out there. The other big problem that many of you guys had was when you went to UPS or FedEx, you had to become... What was it called, Debbie? A known shipper or a qualified shipper? Certified. Certified shipper, right. You had to go through a very long process of submitting your boxes and and actually paying a lot of them to have your box approved. And that might take two weeks, three weeks, or two months. So every individual person had to do that. So the idea that we came up with was, why don't we manage all that? We're the central point, and we're the one doing the shipping, and we'll be the ones that interact with uh, either UPS or FedEx. So we started this thing, how many years ago, Debbie? Was it four? Four years. Three, mm -hmm. Four years, wow. With UPS. They were the first ones that we started with. And we were going along pretty good. We were doing lots of shipments for you guys. And then all of a sudden I got a phone call from a vice president at UPS saying that they were shutting us down. That Why? everything <laughs> Well, this is true. This is a true story. That somebody in UPS watched that movie called Snakes on Plane. You ever heard of that, David? <laughs> Oh my God! How could I not have heard of it? Yes. That that was that somebody watched that movie and it freaked out a whole bunch of people. Oh and my God. as you know, U, UPS um, has a lot of airplanes in the air, and they figured that it was like not no but hell no. So we <laughs> That's got so funny. That is a true story. Um, now the the actual person that made that decision would never talk to me directly. But uh, uh, it was a senior vice president who made that choice. Oh, that's so a ridiculous movie, too. That movie has no basis in reality. And <laughs> for them to really go crazy like that, well, I guess FedEx wins then, right? Well, FedEx, yeah, FedEx basically does win in, at the end of the story. Uh, but if, if you try to ship a snake even today with UPS – and they find out that they'll revoke your account. Uh, they, that policy wow. is still uh, very strong. Um, you can you can ship a lizard, but you cannot ship a snake with UPS because that guy is still there. Jeez. So oh for, wow, that's so funny. <laughs> so for many months, uh, we were shut down basically, um, but we didn't give up. So. 
I was using UPS at the time, and then we kind of used the same strategy with FedEx, and we leveraged the movement from UPS to FedEx, and we recreated Reptiles Express using FedEx as our shipper. And that has worked out very well. Um, and I don't know, how many years, Debbie? Three years now? With Almost FedEx? Almost a half now. God, I'm getting old. But we've... Uh, <laughs> We've been using them for a long time, and what what we've done is uh, constantly gone back and renegotiated and renegotiated and renegotiated, and all those 15 different cost items, you know, from additional handling fee to dimensional weight to all those things that give you guys headaches are stuff that we've negotiated into the contract, and then the central point of customer service is really um, Debbie directly into um, FedEx. So mm-hmm. our goal right. was really to help the individual breeder who is sort of a hobbyist. Um, they're, they're growing animals from their house. They're creating living art. That's the type of person I like to deal with. And they just need a hand to help them ship their animal safely and reduce the risk of shipping um, from their house to people that they sell to either through Facebook or online or whatever. Right. And that's and, where and we like are. You know, and yeah, and we talked about risk uh, when we yesterday when we were speaking. And the whole point that I think we need to really drive home to people here is, you know, the fact that reptile, you know, it's risky shipping live animals. And you explained it better than me. Uh, why don't you touch on that a little bit about the risk scenario? Yeah, when when you actually put your animal in a box and you pack it correctly, and I think Debbie can talk about how to pack things correctly, but as soon as you hand that box to somebody at FedEx, I mean, it's out of your control at that point. And one thing I've noticed when I talk to breeders is they they feel that animal is part of their family. It's almost like they're, sh- they're shipping their children. You know, they're yeah. putting their child in a box and away it goes and they are very nervous about that whole process so the one thing they want is visibility into what is really going on and and FedEx gives you a certain amount of visibility but what they offer us is a very high degree of visibility so we have a group of people that's assigned to us it's called one call and Debbie can call them up and they get things done and even what Debbie does do is she will track every order um, in the morning to see where it is, and she already knows where potential problems are before they're even listed. So uh, dealing with FedEx is very complicated. The other problem you have is there's still a lot of people at FedEx who believe that they do not ship or accept live animals for shipment. And we are constantly having to deal with people like that who will put a stop to the acceptance of a live animal into their system. But through that relationship that we develop with FedEx, you know, we're, we can, we're one call, we're in, and we can fix and solve problems. The other part is right. temperature, right? And a lot of times we will just stop shipping. If we notice that that risk is too high, uh, the temperatures are too cold or too hot, we'll just tell people don't do it. 
right. you know, we we don't want people shipping dead animals. So if if we think it's going to die, we're just going to tell you don't do it until it warms up or cools down. Right. Well, that's, that that is important, and a lot of people, um, you know, are still learning like when is what is too hot, what is too cold, and um, I think that's a good place to start with you, Debbie. What do you think? Um, now we're, we're approaching the summer months here. I, it, right now, it seems to be almost coming into the ideal stage for shipping, where you don't really need a heat pack and you don't need a cool pack. It kind of just it, during the springtime, things kind of go really nicely, where you can just put the animal in the box, put a little insulation in there, send it off, and you're pretty much carefree. But coming into June and July and August, uh, you know, what do you, what are we going to be facing, and what do you think is um, you know, the best way to handle shipping during those times? Well, there's, there's a lot of questions there that you just asked, Dave. But, I mean, <laughs> I know. Okay. The, the prop, you know, people that know me know I watch the weather, I mean, constantly. Wanda the Weather Bunny, I've been called, because I basically have the weather channel up all the time because there's more than the weather's beautiful right now here, but it's, colder in Illinois, where there's a hub in Indiana, it's colder. There's all these things to consider, and especially when right. it's really cold or really hot. You know, we have guidelines that we recommend for heat packs and cold packs, but there's so much more involved than just looking at the temperatures. You know, I mean, they're just, those are exactly that. They're guidelines. It depends what kind of reptile you're shipping, because some can get a lot hotter than others, for instance, crested geckos can go down to almost freezing, whereas a bearded dragon, you don't want it to get anything below about 67. So, you know, there's all these things to consider. And, you know, I've, my motto right now is when in doubt, leave it out, because I would rather they right. not put heat packs in. You can cook your animal a lot easier than if it gets too cool. And that's what we're running into right now is a lot of people are, you know, they're looking and they say, okay, it's going to New York. All right, it's 48 for a low in New York, and it's 70 for a high. I'm going to use a heat pack. Well, what they're forgetting is they're in Florida where it's 80, 85, and they're, and they're shipping it out with a heat pack. Well, it's not going to make it, you know, to the next destination. So it's, you know, it, it's a juggling act. You know, just like the holes in the box, our site suggests you put holes in your box. But if you're using a cold pack in there, I suggest you don't put holes in the box because then the heat's going to get in and compromise your cold pack. So there's a lot of things to consider. I mean, like Mike said, it is risky. It's a risky, you know, it's a risky business. We just try to cut down on the risk by advising people. And I spend all day answering phone calls and, and emails just, you know, to help people so they know what to do. And right now, right now we're just about at that turning point where we don't want to see any more heat packs. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as soon as I say that, who knows what next week will bring? You know, a storm, well, you, a cold. You know, I mean, we had a terrible winter, terrible winter. I know. And I really will say, yeah. you know, as bad as it was, and people ship when we recommend they don't. That's the first thing. You know, when it's colder, suggest. I mean, that goes on all the time. I mean, you can only you can only suggest. And people ship, right. and we really still, you know, I was I was uh, amazed at how little of a percentage of DOAs we had, at least that I'm aware of. I'm not aware of all of them, but people would tell me. And, right. Um, um, you I know, mean, it's temperature control. Right now, yes, it's great. Ship away. But uh, 
couple more weeks, yeah. it might be too warm, and it, and it fluctuates. But that's that's what I'm here for, you know, to answer those questions when people want to know. Right, and the FedEx the FedEx um, uh, containers are climate controlled in a lot of instances, right? That's correct. That's correct. They're climate that's controlled. Um, the planes mm-hmm. are climate controlled. These boxes are put into they're containerized, so they basically go into a container. And once they get containerized, until they actually go to the the hubs and get sorted, they stay in that container. So, you know, again, they're climate controlled, but in the winter when it's, you know, 20 degrees out, 10 degrees out, um, you know, you go to Indianapolis, for instance, and it's just a big hangar. It looks like a big shed, metal actually. Right. And they keep it, obviously, the people are working in there, but they don't. They can't hold heat in there. You know, it doesn't hold enough heat to keep those boxes at 70 all the time, and they got to go from the plane from the hangers to those boxes. So, again, those are just more of the things you have to consider when you're putting in a heat pack or a cold pack. Okay. Now, when I ship, like like I'm in Pennsylvania, so when I ship mm-hmm. to a customer, say, in California, when I check the weather, I check the weather where I am, I check the weather in Memphis, I check the weather in Indianapolis just in case, because Memphis and Indianapolis are two of the hubs that sometimes these things get routed to. Uh, correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so major hubs. Memphis is probably, if I had to do a percentage for our shipments, um, I would probably say about 75% go through Memphis. Go through Memphis. Okay. So I check those two hubs, and then I also check the destination, the final destination. So, you know, it's and then like, during the coldest part of the winter in February, you, you remember that, that horrible cold spell we had. It was like the ice age here. But, um, mm-hmm. It was like, you know, people didn't understand. Well, they were like, well, my temperatures are fine here. And I said, well, yes, they are, but here at the hubs, the temperatures are going to be below 10. I, I said, I can't risk shipping you the geckos. And I actually had a couple orders held up for over a month because I just didn't feel comfortable sending them out. Um, right. The bottom line is, to people listening, the bottom line is um, there's nothing forcing you to ship. You know, you can hold it until you're comfortable. The whole point is making sure these animals get to where they're going alive. So I don't think anybody out there should feel any kind of pressure to ship at any time. That's my feeling on it. Um, Now, these boxes that you guys use are excellent. They have very thick styrofoam in them. Um, Three-quarters of an inch. Yeah, three-quarters of an inch. This is really good styrofoam. It's thick. That means it's going to keep the heat in. It's going to keep the cold out longer. You know, the thinner insulation that you would use, the less time you're going to have for temperatures to uh, to stabilize, I would think. So I really like your boxes, number one. Um, now, you know, one of the things, Debbie, that is confusing, you know, let, let's talk about signing up with Reptiles Express. You're a new breeder. You're, you have never shipped a gecko or a, a snake before. You go on Reptiles Express. What do you do next? Well, we actually just changed our website um, today. Today. <laughs> today. So good yeah. news out mm-hmm. there. We've made it a lot easier for customers. Some of the complaints we were receiving was it just took too much hassle because we basically required them to um, turn in a terms of agreement um, and sign and a paper copy so I would have to have it. It is now all done online. You can actually go in sign up and make your label all in one swoop now. 
So oh, we, yeah, I'm looking at it. It is very easy, yeah. We just changed cool. that, actually. So that that's good news for um, your listeners out there. That makes it easier. And once they sign up and they go in and make their shipping label, basically the, the, probably two of the most important things I tell people are make sure you're using the proper boxes and make sure you go to a FedEx ship center. We call them hubs. That's what everybody's always called them. <clears throat> but they're called FedEx ship centers. It cannot be a FedEx mm-hmm. office store. It cannot be the Kinko's. Um, it can be an authorized ship center, which are the mom and pops, but you need permission from them to make sure they're going to accept it. So you're really just better off going to a FedEx ship center. Yeah, right. That's where your live reptiles have to go. So, you don't, so you're not hassled, so they're not returned to you, so they're not refused by those centers. Yep. And you drop yep. it off, and then uh, you go to sleep, and I sit here and I... I track your packages for you. <laughs> well, and also tell them don't ship to a FedEx office as well. Correct, correct. You can't ship from one and you can't ship to one. And I notice that a little bit more and more that people are shipping to the FedEx office stores and they are refusing them. And that is... But you can that ship is, to the hub. That's the, that's the you have to ship and, to hubs for pickup. You can't right. ship to the office stores or they, they'll refuse them. And then they'll go back on the truck and then no. your customer has to either go to the hub that evening and pick it up or have it sent back out to them the next day, which obviously increases the risk of, of a, uh, a DOA, so we don't want that to happen. So those are the things, the FedEx Ship Center, those are the keywords you're looking for. when you And you can find those on FedEx.com, but you can certainly email me or call me, and, and I will look them up for you with no problem. And, and I just right. want to now, say that. Hey, hey David, ahead, David, about, that, yeah, about the FedEx offices. Hey, David. Um, that's yeah. one of the weaknesses that FedEx has, that um, when I talk to the uh, area managers, um, in my, I, I meet with them four times a year, I tell them every mm-hmm. time it makes absolutely no sense that our customers can't drop off a box or have a box delivered to a FedEx office. And they know that, right. and I, it's working through the system. I think eventually that will happen. But the problem is, is they they've got three or four different businesses that they sort of cobble together, and it's like the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. But they're it's getting a huge company. Yeah, yeah, really, really big. I just want to throw okay. that. In. Yeah, now that's important. Um, whenever I ship, um, I now now for, for an extra five dollars, uh, instead of actually dropping your your packed up animal off at a hub. For shipment, you can, for an extra $5, in most areas, you can have FedEx come pick them up at your house for you. And I, I usually take advantage of that because I know that in, uh, on the delivery route, I know that, number one, in the morning, I'm one of the first stops because I'm really close to the hub. And I also know that in the evening, I'm one of the last stops so that if the pickup comes late enough where my geckos and are not stick, sitting in the truck for hours until they make it to the hub. They're going from my house pretty much right to the hub. And I have, I've become very friendly with my drivers, and I tip them very well. And, uh, you know, in a lot of instances, they tell me, Dave, I don't, when I drop my truck off, I personally walk your box inside. I don't leave it for the lock crew to do. And that gives me peace of mind. And if you guys want to take advantage of, you know the, the the pickup service for your animals. I I believe it's it's it's. I've never had an issue with it, but I do recommend 
like anything else, become friendly with them, be very, very nice to the driver. And, you know, you know, it's one of those things where you take care of them, they're going to take care of you in a lot of instances. Um, but so, you know, maybe you can, ex- if I didn't explain all of the pickup process, Debbie, maybe you can jump in on that. Well, basically when you create your shipping label, there's a little section in there um, when you're putting in your address and your dimensions right next to it, it'll say additional services. <clears throat> and, mm-hmm. and one of the selections on there is for a pickup, to schedule a pickup. You would, you would click on that and you would put the address in that you want it picked up from. Normally it is your location, your home, but say maybe you're at work. They'll pick it up from wherever you tell them to pick it up from. Um, and then mm-hmm. that comes over to me once you purchase that. It comes over and it tells me you want a pickup. And then I go in and schedule it through FedEx for you. You know, my, the way I handle things is I try to get the latest window I can simply because I don't want these reptiles in the truck any longer than they need to be or boxed, in, you know, up any longer. So the normal routine, I'll just try and get the latest window. And, again, the closer you are to a hub, like you said, David, you know, the later you can get. Some people can get a 5 to 7 window, but the majority it's about a 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. window. And FedEx requires normally at least two hours, but most times three hours for a window for pickups. And, and I schedule them okay. for you, and then FedEx will send you an email notification, but I also follow that up with my own email just so we're covered so you know you do have your pickup, and, and it will have your pickup time on there and your um, confirmation number as well. Right, and what I do is, for people listening, um, I don't wait till the day of the shipment to schedule the actual pickup. I actually send Debbie an email the night before. I say, Deb, real quick email, Debbie, I need a pickup for tomorrow. I give her the date and the, and the day, and she schedules it for me. And then I receive an email saying, your pickup with FedEx is scheduled. And, it, you know, that, at that point, all I have to do is um, the day of my shipping, I go in and I make my label. Now, I can, I can attest to the fact that it's very, very easy to make your shipping label. And that, that's basically what you're paying for. You're paying for, if you were to actually go and ship the animal on your own with FedEx. Number one, I don't even think it's legal, is it, Mike? If you're certified. If you're certified. Sorry, if you're Mike. Certified. Well, right. If, yeah, you, if you went through the certification, you can do it. Um, most right. people prefer not to. And you are going to pay more, more money more. than you would pay through us. Explain, explain the benefits of what makes it better to use Reptiles with Express than to get your own certification or to do it on your own. Let's, let's hear it. Well, I mean, getting certified is always a good backup plan, okay? That's the first thing I want to say. It's okay to be certified, mm-hmm. but you're going to find that you're going to save quite a bit of money, on average at least 20% on a package if you go through a company like us because basically we're getting volume discounts. Our volume is right. going to be so much higher than your volume is. So that's, I right. mean, that's the biggest part of it, you know. We're just offering reduced prices um, mm-hmm. for you basically well, they're, they're- to ship which you could yeah, do the, on your own, but for a lot more money. The, and I'm yeah, going to track it for you. I'm going to follow it from start to finish. Right. You're not going to have to basically worry about it until I send you a note and tell you it's time to worry about it. Debbie that's where you worry. Otherwise, you, don't, you can go to bed. You don't have to worry about it, and I'm going to track it through and make sure yeah. it gets to where it needs to go. I mean, those are the Debbie, things that we offer. Debbie has access to that one call, which is a small group of people within FedEx that can make things happen. Uh, the average person out there who has a FedEx account does not have that access. So, right. so we have a lot of 
swing with FedEx that most people will never have. And I'll get those calls. Customers will say, my package, you know, was delayed. I've called FedEx and I'm not getting anywhere. Can you Mm -hmm. see what you can do? Because they're just going to get a general customer service, whereas, again, like Mike said, you know, we have access to the, the one call, which is just a handful of people, and trust me, they all know me by name now. So when I call down there, they all know who I am, and they know what we're doing, and they know how crucial it is to get these reptiles on their way. Well, you know, that's good. My, my father always, my father's the type of person where uh, he learned early in life that if you want something done, you really got to break chops. He doesn't use those words, but you got to really make them know you, remember you, and never forget And that's good that they know you there, Debbie. Um, <laughs> oh, they know me. <laughs> good. And, you know, I honestly, you know, when I first started shipping, I was nervous, but I, I am not nervous anymore at all. In fact, it's such an easy thing. And, you know, once you, once you do it a few times, it's, it's like, all right, whatever. And it, like when you, the first time you do it, it takes you, you know, you're looking over everything real careful and making sure it's right, this and that. But then after you do it like three, four times, it's, it's I don't know. It's like anything else. Now, it gets easier. Let's talk, it gets easier. Right. It gets, yeah. And um, let's talk a little bit about uh, venomous. Now, nobody can ship venomous animals, correct? That's correct. You can okay. Is there any specific? What's the reasoning for that? Are they just afraid that if it gets out or something? So I would think. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> think about the. And I'm sure you've heard the story where a snake did get out at UPS, and you know, most of those workers. It was actually 400 workers at a warehouse. They evacuated the building and, and had to call somebody in to remove the snake, and I don't even believe it was a very big snake because it's just the unknown. They don't know yeah. the myths yeah. from non trying to handle it. What's right. going to hurt them yeah. or not hurt them. Hey, David, I, I believe mm-hmm. if you have venomous, you can ship it through Delta Airlines. Delta Dash. Mm-hmm. Delta Dash, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. We do have some people that keep venomous listening to the show, so at least they can mm-hmm. you know, look into that a little further. Um yeah, I'd be really nervous about sending something like that anyway. It just, uh, you know, early on when I first started shipping with you, Debbie, you told me that it never happens, but it's always a good idea to put an extra FedEx label inside the box with the animals, just in case, uh, you know, the box should open or the, not open, but the label should wear off through in shipping or that they or can't caught. read and, the And label. that actually did happen um, when we used did UPS. It? It's, it's not happened right. with FedEx. But it did happen with UPS, and that's one of the reasons I tell customers that, you know, you can print as many of these shipping labels as you want, so why not print two? And the last thing I advise them to do is after they put their styrofoam lid on is to lay the label on the top. And that way if there's a problem where they have to open this box or the label comes off, gets caught, gets torn off, then there's the other label and they know where to go. And that actually did happen in, in Remarkable, it actually got delivered the same day. There, was n- there wasn't even a holdup on this package simply because the customer had another label inside there that told them everything. Some people put their receipts, um, you know, who, they, who they're shipping it to and things like that, and that's all fine, but why not print off a label and put it in there, and then you have it mm-hmm. if ever there's an issue. Right, right. And that, I do it with every shipment. Uh, a few people were like, uh, hey, why do you – why is there an extra label in here? And I was like, well, just in case the, the one gets rubbed off and for some reason, odd reason they have to open up the box, 
you know, to figure out where it's going, that they're going to see that right away and they're not going to have to look any further into the box. And that's, you know, I put it right on top with my mm -hmm. business card. And, you know, and that's, and that's pretty much, you know, where I leave it. Um, I don't know. I've become so accustomed now. It's, it's like, it's, it's such an easy thing. Um, what are some of the, what are some of the, um, the challenges that you guys uh, deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, having the volume that you do with orders? Well, I get a lot of first-time shippers or people that are just moving. That's, that's where I spend a lot of my time. You know, the, the person that's maybe moving and wants to take their, their reptile with them. Um, so, of course, the first thing they do is call UPS and FedEx, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm moving, I want to take my reptile. And FedEx, you know, because they're going to get somebody at, at customer service, they're going to say, sorry, we don't ship live reptiles. Because they don't, a lot of those people don't know. Now, if they get somebody that is, you know, trained, they'll tell them, we don't do it, but here you can call Reptiles Express, and, and they'll tell you how to do it. So I get a lot of the first-timers, and, you know, I, I basically have to help them through the shipping process and, and you know, tell them how to pack their packages and, and, you know, again, the heat pack and the cold pack and taking it to a hub. So I'm just answering, and, and it's not problems, you know, it's just it's basically getting them through it so the reptile can get there safe. I mean, that's that's really what it is. It's cutting down on the risk. Right. And I wouldn't right. call them now, problems. I would just say that's, that's just part of what we do. Um, and, you know, if you're looking for some of the issues with FedEx, obviously the more we ship, the more delays we're going to have. They just coincide with each other. So, you know, it's working on the delays and trying to get those packages through when they're delayed. You know, what people don't realize is, it's not like there's 20 planes that are going to go from Memphis to New York a day. It's one plane, it's at night, and if it misses that plane for whatever reason, weather-related, the plane gets in late, missorted, whatever the reason, and it doesn't get on a, a plane, it's hard. It's not impossible. There are some areas they do deliver twice a day, but it's hard to get that package you know, on the plane and get it out there that same day. And that's what I deal with mostly. And, again, that's the one call. That's trying to find out if we can get it on another plane and trying to get the package delivered. And a lot, in a lot of cases with the one call, you can make things happen with these special packages that a normal customer just wouldn't even be able to, you know, get Correct. The right they can people, find right? out if there is another plane that goes out. Um, and, and there, you know, because they know me so well, I think they're more invested as well now. You know, they feel mm -hmm. like they know me. They feel like these reptiles are mine. They know what's in the boxes. So they really do. I mean, they really do work hard, the, the folks at one call. I mean, I have a couple of them in particular that they'll just go they'll just go way above and beyond. I mean, I have actually gotten a package delivered on a Sunday morning from a supervisor to somebody's house at yeah. 6 a.m. because it missed the Saturday delivery and they couldn't get a hold of the supervisor that afternoon, and by the time they finally got him, he was there at 6 a.m. on a Sunday delivering that package. Now, there's no way you're going to get that if you're not involved with the one-call center with the special handful of people that handle these things. And see, and that's, that's just it. Between the, the, the huge discount, you guys have the best rates in shipping overall anyway, and just the knowledge that you guys can get these things done in case of a rare occurrence where issues arise. I mean, that's it, it, why wouldn't anybody want to use this service is basically what it is. Um, I'm so glad that, 
that I, I found you guys, and I've been able to, you know, use your service over the last two years, three years now. Um, Thank you. I mean, it's just a, yeah, it's a godsend. Um, and, Debbie, I, I know I've asked you a lot of questions, and, you know, you've educated me, and I know you educate everybody. So the, you have the patience of a saint. I, mean, I must uh, make sure I say that. <laughs> and, I don't know about that. You can ask Mike that one. <laughs> well, no, she well, does. She puts up with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least the way I know you, Deb, you, you really do. Um, well, you know, speaking of issues, they rarely, rarely occur when shipping animals, just so everybody knows. You know, nine times out of ten, or even more than nine times out of ten, you know, the, the shipping process goes smooth. And the animals, if, you, if you're doing it correctly, everything goes uh, the way you want it. Uh, occasionally there's weather problems that, you know, will hold something up in those cases. Uh, for instance, if it's in the wintertime and, you know, there's, if, like, if I'm shipping an animal in the wintertime, I'll always use an oversized box for, for this reason alone. Um, if for some reason there's an act of God and that plane gets held up and my package has to stay over an extra day, I'm going to put a bigger heat pack in there and I'm going to give more space for the animal that I'm shipping to be, you know, further away from that heat pack. Uh, so that so that heat pack will last, you know, if I put a two- or three-day heat pack in there, you know, I don't want my animal right on top of that heat. So I, I would use a bigger box, so I put the animal on one end and the heat pack on the other. And this way, if there is a problem um, and it's held overnight, the, the animal's still going to be fine because it's, you know, it's going to be in that box. These are little tricks you'll learn all along the way, and these are little things that, you know, Debbie can teach you guys as well uh, when you're, you know, first learning the shipping process. And I, I'm sure it's kind of, you know, the que certain questions are going to come up based on the time of year. Um, so, like, you know, during this time of year, Debbie, you're probably going to answer a lot of questions about using the cool packs or, you know, shipping without, you know, pack, you know, cool or hot packs, packs at all. Correct. Heat packs are yeah. the issue right now. You know, do I put them in, don't I put them in, and, and uh, you know, holes in the box, no holes in the box, those sort of things. Um and then yeah. it will. It'll switch over to cold packs uh, pretty soon, I, we hope. I mean, it's supposed to be warming up everywhere. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, it was a terrible winter. And, and, and really, all in all, you know, again, you know, you're talking about the risk. You know, there's people that just insist on shipping when it's just too cold to ship, and that increases the risk on, on the reptiles. But, you know, I think if you follow some guidelines and, and, and you're just smart about it, and if you don't know or you're not sure, to call, you know, and I'll, I'll do the That's best it. I can, and, uh, you know, right. we'll get it there safe. Now, I'm looking at the, um, on your website, you have a section about frequently asked questions, and I encourage everybody uh, to definitely check out that section of their website. Um, one of the questions that people ask you, you know, if a carrier doesn't deliver the package on time, do I get my shipping charges back? What are these, what, what about, what's the deal with that, Debbie? Okay. Basically, if your package is delayed and it is a service failure from FedEx, then we, w we will get a refund from FedEx. We'll file a claim, get a refund from FedEx, and we issue a refund to you minus a 495 service charge. Now, if it's – everybody likes to use the term um, act of God, but if it's weather-related, um, another incident that came up was a, um, an airport was closed at one time. There was a problem and then we had a road close, things like that that FedEx cannot control that are out of their control, then they're not going to issue refunds because, honestly, they'd be out of business if they refunded everybody, you know, if something like that happened. But when they do refund them, we do not charge you for that service. It, we just keep a 495 service charge if you ever need it. So basically it's there if you need it. 
I file the claims, mm-hmm. I, I issue the refunds, and then they go into your account. That's if we get right. the refunds. I've had a couple that, that happened, and they were only like, what, 20 minutes late or something like that, and it was nice to get that, that refund. I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but... Um, yeah, it can be anything, yeah. any 60 seconds, anything over a minute late is late. So now I'm right. not, oh, I do tra- track shipments, and, and mostly I just try to make sure they're they're on the vehicle for delivery when they need to be. I don't always catch the ones that are delayed, so you need to bring them to my attention sometimes. But sometimes, and I'm sure you can vouch for this, I'll issue them without you even knowing that the package was delayed. Because yeah. it wasn't, right. you know, if, if it's only 10 or 15 minutes, you might not know. And there's times... I'll go in there, and if I see a delay or the customer on the other end has called me and, and made me aware of it, I'll just go in and file it with them then. And, that's, and then yeah. as long as FedEx gives the refund, we'll issue the refund. But, but talk about right the now. 1030 time, Debbie, because there's a lot of confusion. I'm, I'm looking at the chat room, and people are asking about, you know, why is 1030 not 1030? And okay, the, the different the time, yeah, the different times that they have for priority overnight. It's not always ten thirty. It could be all the way to four thirty, right? Correct, correct. And, and and we did put a link on our site for this when you're actually going to create a label so you can get your transit time. But basically, priority normally means ten thirty, but it can be noon, and it actually can be as late as four thirty. It just depends how they how they want to explain it to you. If you're in a rural area, it makes a difference. If, if you're right. 30 miles from a hub, 40 miles from a hub, and they can't get to you by 1030, then their priority guarantee time is going to be later, usually noon. Um, if it's 430, a lot of times I notice on those that they're actually going through two major hubs, and then they're getting delivered. And, again, if you're in a, you know, a um, what they call rural zone, then they're going to be late. Now, you can avoid that if you, if you don't want somebody to receive their package at 4.30, and you can always send it to a hub for pickup. And it'll be there when the hub opens in the morning. But, again, normally that hub is so far away, it's taken FedEx that long to get you. Most customers don't want to drive the 30 miles or whatever. I've I've seen some 60 miles from a hub. So it just depends where the hub locations are and, and the route that it has to take to get there. And that's what makes it different. And standard overnight can be as late as 8 o'clock, but normally it's a 3 or a 4.30 guarantee time if you pick standard. I don't recommend you okay. use standard because you're only going to save yourself about $5. And to me, keeping, especially you know if the weather's hot or cold, keeping that reptile out there in that box that much longer for the 5 bucks, I don't recommend it unless you are shipping to a hub for pickup. Then standard <clears throat> is fine because the customer's right. going to pick it up and it will be at the hub when the hub opens. Really? Yeah, good point. Right, and I, you know, um, shipping to the hub, you're, you can save a little bit extra money that way. Uh, I don't always ship to the hub unless um, I feel, uh, or unless the customer requests it. Like sometimes uh, my customer is like, well, I don't get home to work from work until like 4 o'clock, so I don't want the gecko sitting on my front step from 1030 on. Um, can you ship it to the hub? And I'm like, absolutely. So instead of shipping it to the person's house, we will then ship it to the hub, and this way they can swing by and get it after work. It will be in a nice warm warehouse, you know, that during the day. It won't be left outside anywhere. And, uh, you know, that's that's pretty much, you know, the way to do it in those cases. Uh, we have a I prefer to ship to hubs. Customers pick them they up, do. I'll be honest. And it's not so much the, the, the savings. 
you know, you're going to save six or eight dollars because you're going to ship to a business, so you're going to save a couple bucks there, and you can ship it standard. That'll save you a few bucks. But it's I prefer to. It's one less trip you got to worry about. It's one right. less trip on the truck. It's one less delay. You can just go in there and get it. I mean, my hub is 12 miles from me. I would much rather go over there and pick up instead of sitting here waiting. Is he going to be on time? Is he going to be here by 10:30? I can go in there at nine in my pajamas if I want to and pick it up. And I, I just prefer <laughs> myself. That's just me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, let's take this call. We have a caller here uh, from the 916 area code. 916, you're live on Gecko Nation Radio. Call, you there? No? Okay. Take the next caller. Caller from the 253 area code, live on Gecko Nation Radio. Oh, hi, David. This is Elsa. I wasn't going to ask any questions tonight because this is all new to me and... So um, I wasn't going to ask any questions tonight. So, okay, that's all right. We'll keep listening. We're going to teach you everything you need to know. And that's what I want. Thanks a lot, you guys. Bye-bye. Uh, all right. Well, that was easy. Okay, guys. Yeah, that was easy, right? Yeah, okay. If you guys want to call in, the number is 646-478-5331. There may be a question I don't that I overlook. I'm going to try to nail every one of the you know beginning shippers' questions tonight. I want to make sure we cover it all. Uh, or at least as much as possible. But even then, you know, you guys may have stuff that I just just didn't think of. Um, you know, one of the things that we need to talk about are the heat packs and how they actually work. Um, you know, when I ship, like, say, one gecko, I'll put one gecko in a box that's 7 by 7 by 7. And uh, I'm going to try out these new boxes you guys have, the 9 by 9 by 9. And, but the 7 inches by 7 inches by 7 inches, are a nice size for one deli cup with one gecko, maybe two geckos, and then it gives you enough space there to either put some kind of, uh, you know, buffer like a uh, some insulation, or a lot of people like paper towels or newspaper they crumble up. I use these um, these clear little bubble bags that I put in, and then on top of that, I take my heat pack and I secure it to the lid, to the styrofoam lid of the box with a zip tie. Um, this way, the heat pack isn't bouncing around in there. It's secure on the top of the box. Um, the geckos have enough room away from the heat pack, so they're not run right on top of that and getting that heat full blast. But, um, you know, Debbie, what can you tell us about the heat packs that you guys use and how they work and the different hours that you that you have available? Well, we have two. We use the Uniheats now, and it's a 40-plus or a 60-plus. And if you're going to use... You know, a 7 by 7 by 7 box, those heat packs will heat that box up. And, again, there's so many different different things that can control the heat pack. The outside temperature is just one. If you've got holes in the box, again, how close you have it to your reptile. I mean, I have seen people just toss these things in there and set the deli cups on top of them. Um, personally, good. I tell people to wrap them in either a paper towel or some newspaper and if it's really warm out and you're just not quite sure if it, how much heat it needs, the more you wrap it in your newspaper, if you roll it a few times over, it will stifle the heat. The heat packs actually are activated by air. So if right. you punch holes in your box, put some holes through your box, the air is actually going to activate your heat pack a little more. So, again, yeah. depending on the temperature outside, but that's, that's how they get activated. I mean, they work really well. You know, they're not hand warmers. They're heat packs. 
and they work yep. really this, well for shipping. It's just, you know, the thing I see now, and it's it's on the, you know, it's been talked about quite a bit, is people are actually overheating their boxes because it's just it's pretty warm out there right now, and you go sticking a heat pack in there, and it's going to heat that box up about 20 degrees as a rule. And so, you know, yes. you've got three-quarters of an inch of insulation in there if you're using our box and a half inch, you know, on some of the other ones. So you're just going to hold that heat right inside there. So you've got to be careful with them. I mean, like you said, you can't stack in three deli cups and a 7x7x7 seven by seven by seven and stick a heat pack in there and think you're not going to the, – the, the top deli cup is going to get really warm. And that's where right. I think people run into the problem. So, hey. I, again, I advise people, just like you were talking about earlier, David – you know, if you're going to go into the heat packs and you've, and you've got a couple items that need to go in that box, jump up to the 9 by 9 by 9 which is one of the reasons we brought that box in not too long ago, and I love that box, or even a 12 by 9 by 6 where you can put in yes. a little more stuffing. And you were talking about what you use. I just open up my shredder. I mean, that's really what I use, my shredded newspaper. Okay. And I just open yeah, the shredder and I use all that shredded that. newspaper, and I, I separate that heat pack. Tape it to the lid is fine. That works, too, but I make sure it is separated from the deli cups or the snake bags, cloth bags that you're using. So. Hey, hey Debbie. Uh, oh, hold on. Go ahead, Mike. There's, there's a lot mm-hmm. of people on the asking about the Phase 22 packs. Can you cover that, Debbie? Oh, yeah, we're going to get to those. Go ahead, sure. And what the difference is? Sure. Uh, the Phase 22 cold pack, um, we have two. We have a cold cells and we have the Phase yeah. 22. Phase mm-hmm. 22 costs a little more but they last a lot longer, and there are more even distribution of cold. Basically, you freeze them, and then as they thaw, they don't really melt like the cold cells, the less expensive ones do. They don't melt. They don't get the box wet. They're almost like a gel once they're frozen, for lack of a better word. And so they keep that box even. even. It doesn't get real cold and then warm up once they melt. It keeps it at a more controlled temperature. I personally and they are love the Phase 22s. I mean, it's a little more of an investment. Right. You know, I get it. But especially if it's really warm out and you still want to ship, that's that's the way to go is on the Phase 22 cold packs. Yep. And you can use them over and over again. Maybe that's what Yeah, was, they can uh, be reused, correct. Maybe that's what was coming down in the snow this year. People were saying that they couldn't melt their snow. You hear all that stuff on Facebook? How many inches? Feet? How many feet? They were they were lighting it on fire, saying the snow wasn't melting. I don't I don't know if you guys saw that. It was crazy. Um, I just you know, little joke I was trying to make. My friends live in Chicago, <laughs> but, uh, so I saw it all. <laughs> all right, we have another caller on the line. Let's go ahead and grab this call. Caller from the the three three six area code, live on Gecko Nation Radio. Hey, what's up, Dave? It's Glenn. Hey, Glenn, how are you, bud? All right, man. I just had a question about the uh, the cold cells. Those okay. come in like a strand, right? They come in almost like a square them. cube, six to a cube. Now, we can break them off and only send you one, but normally uh-huh. there's like six in, in a strand. They're like 50 cents a piece. Yeah, I'd ordered like six of them, and they come in a strand. How do you mm-hmm. determine about how many you need to put in a box? Depends on how cold you want it and the size box. I would say in a 12 by Mm -hmm. 9 by 6, it's not, uh, I would tell you to probably about 3, get your box nice and cold. If you're using a Mm -hmm. 7 by 7 by 7, you're not going to need more than 2. Okay. Again, it depends how hot it is outside. I mean, again, you've got all those 
all those other elements to consider, but three is probably a good uh, estimate for it. Uh, and you may have already answered this, but when it comes to shipping in warm weather, what would you say would be the maximum that you would not ship? Good well, question. our guidelines, I believe, tell you don't ship over 90 degrees with a cold pack. Okay. All right. Well, that was it. my question. Those are just guidelines, yeah. Glenn. So, you know, if you're going from one area to another, you know, you got things to consider. If you're going from Arizona to Florida and it's, you know, it's 100 in both those areas, personally, I wouldn't ship. I just wouldn't ship it. Well, I'm going to tell you. that's a long time of that heat. Hang tight here. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Live reptile shipping temperature guidelines. 40 degrees Fahrenheit or less, uh, Reptiles Express recommends you don't ship until warmer weather. Uh, 40 to 70 degrees Fahrenheit, you use a 40-hour or longer heat pack. Now, keep in mind, you have to also keep, you know, determine what size box you're going to be using and stuff like that. Um, from 70 to 85 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, you really don't need a heat pack or a cold pack. You know, most reptiles and uh, herps can totally handle 70 to 85 um, 85 to 90 to 95, if you're going to ship in those temperatures, you're going to have to use the, you know, they recommend the, the phase 22 cold pack or cold cell. A 95 and above mm. don't even do it. So, you know, I, you know, when it hits 90 in your, in your area, yeah, do you do the best, you know, you can to, to keep it off the truck. Cause you know what? The hubs are cool, but you know how it's, you know, if, if the driver gets out of the truck for half an hour to have lunch or, you know, that truck's going to heat up, you know, and uh, yeah. like a greenhouse. And uh, it's just like anything like your car would. So, um, you know, you just got to keep cut on, cut down on the time they're hanging out in the truck. Uh, during the rest of the shipping process, I, they're, they're probably the safest, right, Debbie? I guess it's just, you know, the, the most risky is, you know, on the delivery truck uh, itself, right? Um, it's, there are a lot, again, a lot of elements. I mean, if you're like yourself, you're the you're one of the first ones who gets delivered. I believe you said mm-hmm. you know you're close to a hub. So in your case, no, like you know, that, the delivery though. truck isn't really going to be the issue. It's going to be when it goes through. In my opinion, in Memphis, because that's where I know it's going to sit on the tarmac. Okay, in Memphis, okay. it'll sit there for a couple hours, going from one plane to another. So you got to figure it's mm-hmm. going to be sitting. In, it's in a container. It's containerized but it doesn't always get on that plane, you know, right away. So that's, to me, what I look for. I look for that. Honestly, David, as long as I've been doing this, I'm more concerned about where it's coming from and the hubs Mm -hmm. than where it's going to. Okay. Okay. I really am because it gets on that truck, and, and, you know, if you're doing a 1030 guarantee time, it's going to get to that customer in a couple hours. So that's the the least of it. It's when it gets stuck at those hubs – you know, and that's where your delays can happen as well. Those are the things I check. I always check those hubs more than where it's going. I mean, obviously, if it's it's really, really cold or really hot where it's going, you know you're not going to ship there. But I look at the hub temperatures more than any temperatures. Okay. All right, Glenn. Thanks for calling. Right. Great question. No problem, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, Glenn. Yep. Nope. All right. Uh, Lorna's Lorna Gecko's in the chat room is asking, um, aren't, the express trucks air conditioned and how about the shipping containers are they temperature controlled and we talked a little bit about that earlier but i believe they that they are correct they are climate controlled um the express trucks are but again if the driver goes to lunch like you mentioned um you know he does turn that truck on and off 
uh, after a while, that air conditioning doesn't always keep that truck at a 70-degree temperature like he'd like. I mean, yeah. you've seen them. They're in their little shorts, and they're sweating when they come to your door. So but, it does, you know, it is yeah. climate control. That is correct. The express trucks are. And a lot of times they even use those little vans, you know, which are yeah. really, they, they don't lose, uh, you know, that, that air conditioning as much as the other trucks do from opening that door and stuff. So they are controlled. And what was her second part? Um, she was asking about the shipping containers. Shipping containers are not climate controlled. Now, the aircraft they're going in are, but the shipping right. containers they put them in are not. They've got to get them inside the plane. So they're still going to go. They basically go to the hangar, wherever it is in, in Memphis or Indianapolis, the hangers, and then they the bring hangers, them out. Right. The hangar is climate controlled, so you got to figure the containers in the hangar, it's packed up, then the door is closed, so... Whatever the temperature is in the container where it's climate controlled, that temperature is now in the container. So then the process of moving the container to the plane is the only part of the process where the container isn't. Right. Um, and that's why I said I watch those hub temperatures more than anything because that's really when it's out in the elements more than anywhere else is at the hub. Well, you know what? This is what people need to understand. Wait, I mean, we're really talking about it in a complicated sense in a lot of ways, but people have to understand that you know, thousands of animals get shipped every day, and very rarely are there problems, folks, okay? We're, we're breaking it down for you. We don't want to make it any make you any more nervous than you already are, but we're breaking it down for you and explaining every little detail of this process. Um, if, it, if there were regular problems, we wouldn't be able to ship our animals. It just wouldn't happen. So it, it happens. Well, our job is to minimize the risk, is to educate people. Right. I mean, right. that's what we do. So, you know, that's, that's yeah. so they can ship them. You know, nothing's 100% risk-free, of course, but so they can ship them and, and feel good about it, and, that, and that's that's basically what our company does. Okay, we have another caller on the line. It's the caller from the 863 area code. You're live on Gecko Nation Radio. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Who's good. This? All right. Hey, Debbie, it's uh, Mike Burris down here down on the Dragons in Florida. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing so far so good. I've been listening to the show the whole time, and you guys have been making really, really good points, and I just kind of wanted to um, give a little input and maybe touch base with you guys um, just to let some other people know maybe if, if they were listening and had concerns. But um, I, I just got into the industry not too long ago, and um, as soon as I started shipping reptiles, um, I immediately established a relationship with Debbie, and she's been 100% um, on my side, cooperative. I mean, every everything about Reptiles Express so far has been great. Um, but a lot of concerns that people express are the fact that it's not actually Reptiles Express that's delivering the package. It is FedEx. And I've only had one bad experience with FedEx, and it was the FedEx driver. And I immediately got in contact with you, Debbie, and resolved it with no problem and really fast. Um, and uh, when it comes to shipping reptiles, every reptile is different. So uh, you guys were touching base on cold packs and hot packs, you know, and stuff like that. But um, the the whole climate thing, um, when when you go from Florida to, uh, let's say, I don't know, Washington State, um, when you ship a reptile, patience is the key, if, if I may say so myself. Um, I think I've actually spoken with you, Debbie, uh, uh, during one period last year where I waited almost two months to ship a reptile, and we all know how expensive it gets to feed and take care of a reptile, but it's it's all about the care of the animal itself, and um, that, right. that's pretty much what it's all about. Correct. Yep, yep. absolutely. Good points, Mike. Oh, and thanks. They, they have some good calling, points, Mike. and that's what I was trying to say. There's so many 
things out there that determine the heat pack and the cold pack and the shipping. You know, everybody knows certain reptiles can get colder and, and, and hotter, and, and most of them will just go to sleep if it gets a little chilly. And, uh, you know, but you've got to be smart about it. I mean, you know, I, you can't ship when it's zero degrees out and think you're going to be okay. I mean, if you are, you, you know, you're lucky. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, just hold on to the animal. Nothing, nothing's that, that special. It has to go out that day. And most That's people right. understand Absolutely. that, most of the customers. I mean, I had a lot of people that as soon as it got nice out, boom, you know, they were, they were, they were pushing them out because they were holding on to them. And it, any good breeder is going to do that. So, I mean, that's just, that's just common sense, and, and they'll do it. So, but um, and great, Mike. I appreciate animal, it. Good point. Yeah, what, what's the biggest animal do you think that you could actually ship uh, through Reptiles Express? What would be, like, the biggest box? Well, we've got a 30 box. Um, you know, it, it, I, but it gets pricey, you know, that's the thing, but we do got a 30 inch and it's actually new and we are using it quite a bit, but, um, you know, I tell people if it, it starts getting into the, and there's no real cutoff, um, but if it starts getting into the price area, anything over probably about 35 pounds, um, you know, you do have the airlines that you can use, you know, the airlines are expensive, but once you get where the package is so heavy, it's going to cost you. And I've shipped a few that have cost, you know, $100, $108 to ship. Then you've got to start right. considering those things because you get, you, get uh, you know, up there in cost. But we've got a 30, 30 box that's, I mean, that'll, that'll hold quite a bit. That'll hold a lot of little animals or it'll hold, you know, uh, one huge snake. <laughs> um, yeah, like a big retic or something. It's insulated as well. So, I mean, it's, it's perfectly fine for shipping. Yep. So yep. You, you could probably put your children in there if you wanted to and send them off. <laughs> I'm sure some people would like to sometimes. <laughs> this is a 36, uh, 36 by 10 by 16 is uh, the dimensions on it, so you can tell it's huge. All right. Well, what, what else? What other uh, shipping supplies do you guys carry for, for people that are going to be in the need? Everything they need, Dave. We've got cloth bags. We've got deli cups, the insulated boxes. If you're just going to do one shipment, you know, and I mentioned a lot of people are just moving. We even do the kits where they just click mm-hmm. on a kit, and it'll have everything they'll need. It'll have deli cup, cloth bag, a heat pack or a cold pack, your selection. Um, you know, okay. we, we've got everything you need to ship your animals um, safe. Okay. We have another caller on the line, caller from the 804 area code. You are live on Gecko Nation Radio. Hi. How are you guys tonight? Doing good. good. Who's this? This is Vicki. Hey, Debbie, how are you? Good, Vicki. How are you? I'm doing good. I want you to do me a favor and talk yes, about ma'am. a pet peeve of mine, boxes. I've seen people ship in all different kinds of boxes. Can you go into why it's so important to use the kind that you sell? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. All right. We, we have the, the boxes that FedEx requires you to use, and this is what's important. This is what FedEx requires. Whether you use us, whether you use our competitor, FedEx requires a certain box. The boxes that we have, basically, they match a 200-pound crush test. If you flip the boxes over, they'll say 200 pounds on the bottom. They're also white with red lettering so they can spot them very easily so they know that there's something perishable in there. Our boxes not only are marked perishable, but perishable, excuse me, but they're also marked live harmless reptiles. So obviously, if I was going to order boxes, I would order them from myself because they're already marked for you. You don't have to sit there and mark them. 
But the reason they require this is obviously so your box doesn't get squashed. Um, it also holds your heat packs and cold packs better with the three-quarter inch foam insulation. And it's regulation to have at least a half inch. We exceed, we exceed that. We use three-quarter inch in ours. And also so they stand out. And, and the reason for that is when these things are going through the hubs, there are actually conveyor belts. And there's a top conveyor belt and a bottom conveyor belt. Anything perishable they put on the bottom conveyor, they handle it with a little extra care so it doesn't drop down from the top conveyor belt. So if they stand out, then they'll, then they'll just they know they've got to go on the bottom. I mean, I know people think they can use these brown boxes and mark on them, and FedEx is going to see them. You know, and I've had people, you know, say things, well, can't they read? Well, of course they can read, but do you think they're going to read that box when it's going through this conveyor as fast as they're going and is, they have thousands and thousands of packages going through there nightly. I mean, millions are probably a better term. So that's why they require these boxes for the safety of the reptiles. I mean, it's, it's that simple. They're just they cut down on the risk of, of anything happening to them. That's mm-hmm. why I use them. And, and for you guys that don't know, I am good friends with Debbie. And if you're worried about your reptile, let me tell you, she's got her eye on the situation at all times. Even when I've been with her, she says she's not at her computer. She's at her phone constantly checking all day, I know all she night. Is. She's That's awesome. Right. Well, thank you for your time. Y'all have a great night. Thank you, Vicki. Thanks, Vicki. Appreciate right. you calling in. Thanks, Vicki. See, I got Bye. friends. All right. We have another caller on the line. Caller from the uh, 678 area code. You're alive on Information Radio. Paul, are you there? Caller from the 678 area code. Are you there? I hear them. I don't think they hear me. <laughs> All right. We'll try oh, grabbing them in a minute. Let's try one more time. Did you? Paul, are you there? You hear me? In dinner, Dave. You're on. I gave it a good shot. I gave it. A, I gave it a really good shot. Okay. Um, well, let's see. There's there's a few other things that uh, we should we should definitely touch on. Let's let's talk a little bit now, Mike. Uh, I haven't heard from you in a little while. You you still awake? Still with us? <laughs> yeah. Mike. <laughs> well, Debbie's answering all the questions. I'm just listening. Okay. Well, Mike. Um, you know. The, I usually do. Reptiles Express has quickly become, you know, the most loved shipping company. And Debbie, it's you really are incredible at your customer service. And like, you know, I, I don't worry about my packages anymore. I know you're on it. I'm not, you know, I don't even think about it. And that alone is such a huge relief when you're, you know, when you're in this kind of a business or in this kind of a hobby. Uh, you really don't want to worry so much. I mean, everybody's going to worry a little bit, I think. Um, I'm I'm very happy when the next day when my customers say, oh, Dave, the gecko got here, great, it's beautiful. I mean, I look forward to that. But I sleep at night knowing, you know, I basically forget about it. I pack up my gecko, I give it to the driver, and at that point on I go on with my life. And, you know, that's what you're paying for. You're paying for that peace of mind. And I mean, it's just a great thing. Mike, what do you think? Uh, what kind of things do you guys have coming for the future with Reptiles Express? <laughs> ah, well, everything evolves, doesn't it? Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've been 
we've been helping people uh, save money with Reptiles Express for, you know, quite some time. Can't you talk there? about, but yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. I lost. We lost you for a minute. A little... yeah. yeah. Oh. Can you hear me now? Now we, we can hear you now. Mike. Okay. Can you hear me now? <laughs> so, so I, I, there are things that we are working on, and I will tell you that I, I can't tell you exactly what those. Are. Oh, he's breaking up again. Yeah, he's losing his. Uh... Is that your house phone, must Mike? Be, uh, must be a cell phone signal or something. Well, let's let's just move to a call real quick. Hang tight, Mike. I'm going to take this call. A call from the uh, 252 okay. area code. You're live on Definition Radio. Hey guys, how are y'all tonight? Good. Good. How are how you? How are you? Oh, we're doing fine. I uh, wanted to share a story with Debbie. She has always taken excellent care of me. I tend to be a bit high-strung, which people close to me are very well aware of. But um, she's handled all our shipping. She's always there for us. Um, anytime I hit a bump in the road and freak out about anything, she is always there for me. She's just amazing. But uh, one day, the and I, the uh, guy that is our FedEx seller that, that delivers our reptiles is also a neighbor and a friend and has a uh, farm here in town that he had run really late one day. I am dead on the straight run coming in from Virginia Beach, so I'm one of the first areas that he stopped at, and I usually always back up, always get my uh, package no later than 1130. <laughs> And uh, they were running really late. It was about 3.30 one afternoon. I called Debbie in just absolute panic. And I'm like, Debbie, I don't know what to do. And they've never been late before. And doing a typical Yvonne uh, drama queen thing. And I uh, started talking to her. And she's, like, talking very calmly to me. And she goes, we'll figure it out. And uh, she's speaking with me. And I'm pacing back and forth. And lo and behold, Mr. Allen shows up at my front door. And she's... I was sitting there. I did not even know how to re- react. I was like, damn, Debbie, you are good. <laughs> yeah, he actually made a delivery when I was calling FedEx. He was actually... <laughs> the, 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 thing, the thing I want to point out, and thank you, Yvonne, for that, but the thing I want to point out, David, is the good thing with these thank express you, drivers is they have phones, whereas your ground drivers do not. So, again, by going through the one call, I actually called his dispatch, and they called him to see. And, I, and it's been so long, I don't even remember the circumstances, if he misplaced the package or if he was just late. But he got there right after we had called him, which was, which made me look good. So thank you, Yvonne, for that. <laughs> but, I mean, that's what I do all day, really. I just try to find him. You know, I can't, I can't move mountains. Um, but, you You're know, if, if somebody's got a delay... That? And, and I get on them. I have moved mountains. <laughs> Somebody told me I have moved them. But you'd be surprised once I get on them. I, and, and again, I'm I'm grateful to have, you know, the the one call, the the handful of people I do have that understand what we're doing here and, and you know, respect it and help us get those things delivered. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I've done it on Saturdays. I've done it on Sundays. So, I'm not a nine to five Monday through Friday kind of person uh, when I had called her I am fully cognizant of the fact that 
once it is in the drop-off to FedEx, you are absolutely powerless, and it has nothing to do with Reptiles Express or anything else. It just solely rests on FedEx. So, you know, calling her, I knew that technically, you know, we might not be able to get, you know, anything done, but she sure as heck, she tracked his, ooh, don't cuss, uh, she tracked him down and was still on the phone with her, tracking him down, and lo and behold, he pulled up, and I was just like, wow, I knew she was good, but she's like magical. <laughs> She's a magical person. <laughs> but, yeah, I just wanted to share that story because, yeah, it was it was absolutely amazing. But, I mean, she's always there regardless of what's going on when I need uh, to ask questions or anything. But that was just one of the most comical things that I've seen. She's on set, on the phone with FedEx and the guy shows up. It's like, wow. Yep. <laughs> it was coincidence, but it was just like, whoa, lady, you are one of the most right fantastic people on the earth. Oh, my God. <laughs> I could just envision her on the phone. You better take that gecko right now to that lady's house or I'll come down there. Don't make me take this shoe off. <laughs> all right. Anyway, I just had to share that with you guys, and thanks so much. I really appreciate all, right. all the good work you do, Debbie. All Thank right, you. Bye. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, Mom. All right. Cindy Olson in the chat room says that uh, Debbie has even helped me and called me back on a Sunday. So, and Lorna Gecko says, yes, she has texted my customers when I was on vacation on the road to let them know there was a delay, one of the packages. Uh, yeah, you got a lot of people that love you, Debbie. That's awesome. Uh, I'm requesting a raise. Is Mike's phone still out? <laughs> Mike, you with us? How convenient. <laughs> well, I think I we lost How convenient. Did we lose you, Mike? Hey, Mike, one. Mike, why don't you call back in? Just hang up and call back in. I'll see you in the chat in the in the queue. All right, caller from the nine oh seven area code. You're live on Gecko Nation Radio. Hey, this is Marcy. Hey, Marcy, how are you? Hey, Marcy. I'm hang, hanging in there. I just had to call and sing Debbie's praises because uh, shipping to Alaska is not always the easiest thing, or shipping from Alaska, and I just have to. You know, I'm pretty much echoing everyone's sentiments, but Alaska in itself presents some logistical issues, and she's been nothing short of wonderful um, and has answered the phone long after I even expected her to um, because of the time difference. And I'm just always incredibly thankful for all of her assistance uh Every package I ship, I feel so much better knowing that Debbie's on my side uh, helping me out. If I have any questions about box size, about, you know, if I make a label wrong, you know, it's just, uh, you know, and when you're rushing and, you know, I've got certain time constraints in the morning and if I make an error on a label, Debbie's like right on it and just, you know, extra helpful and I couldn't be more pleased with, every ounce of service that she gives. I mean, you can't, you can't bottle that. You, it's just something that happens, you know, with extraordinary customer service. And Debbie is just the, you know, if you looked up best customer service in the dictionary, Debbie's picture would be right there. Thank you, Marcy. I appreciate that. <laughs> That's right. I know that. That's for sure. Yeah, Thank she's you. great. She really yeah. is. Well, I mean, that's sort of what this company's based on, you know. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> My husband said I am married. This, you know, but that's what this, you know, this company. I mean, 
let's face it, we know there's another company out there. There's there's an option, but you know, we just I worry about our end, and I mean that's just based on basically great products and excellent customer service, and that's what I try to give people. So um, you do it, you do it very well. That's thank cool. you guys, appreciate you it. And, and even Marcy has taught me about because, you know, a few years back before we ever started this company, if you would have asked me if you could ship reptiles to Alaska, I would have said, what? <laughs> I wouldn't even have known. So I actually got, you know, educated about the Alaskan shipping and, and, and things too. So um, mm-hmm. we kind of worked together as I've well. I've done a lot of research. I've done mm-hmm. a lot of research on the, the hub in Anchorage and how it's heated <laughs> and it how the planes loaded and... <laughs> Mm-hmm. How long it takes, and the extra time, and and, and where it goes, and yeah, yeah. Education I've got process. Got the whole system too. mapped out. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I just really had to say thank you. I couldn't let you know this episode go by without you know making calls because you know I'm probably one of the further out customers. Um, with, you know, more logistical issues going and temperatures and, you know, differences. Yeah, probably one of them, yeah. And I know that um, I've raved about uh, Debbie and Reptiles Express to some other Alaskan reptile uh, breeders and um, people who purchase reptiles. And uh, because of this, I know I've brought some other people over to Reptiles Express that had no idea, and after just speaking with Debbie, they were just blown away by her amount of knowledge, her helpfulness, the customer service, and, um, and you know, some had gone through all of the difficulty to become a, a certified shipper, you know, um, because they... Uh, you know, the other options weren't, you know, weren't working well for them. And, um, you know, just from the Alaskan standpoint, and this really has made a big difference for them, so. Great. Well, appreciate that. Thank you, Marcy. Well, thanks. You're welcome. And thanks so much again. You bet. All right. Um, Wow. Debbie, everybody loves you. You know you're doing it right. Um, Mike, do we have Mike, Mike back phone working? Do I get my raise now? <laughs> uh, well, Mike, I just you, try to, you know, I mean, I I treat this like it was my business. I mean, it's I don't own it, but I treat it like it is. And and you know, uh, customer service, like I said, to me is what this company's built on. And so um, I try to just basically do the best I can. Hey, Mike, you there with us? I'm here. Okay, can you hear yes. me? Um, now I can hear you. Much fine. better. Yes. Better. Okay. Let's, let's uh, pick up where we left off. What, what, what do you guys see for the future of uh, Reptiles Express? You were starting to say how it's evolving. Uh, mm-hmm. What are we thinking? What are we thinking, Debbie? I thought that was your segment, Mike. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, yours, actually, Mike. <laughs> well, obviously, our, our, our main goal is to help breeders all these people who've called in, um, be successful. Essentially is to make money and to successfully ship their animal. Um, The other part of the equation is to help them sell their animal. So we have a lot of things in development right now. 
which I can't talk about specifically, but when they come out this year, um, I think they're going to be excited about it, and they're going to find that they're going to have another venue that will help them sell their animal even better and quicker. And, you know, we're focused on that individual breeder, not the big, big breeders, and we want to level that playing field for those guys uh, with the guys who, you know, have the money and the capital and all the rest of the stuff to have major websites and all the rest. Uh, we're going to level the playing field so that the smaller people, all these people that called in, will have an easier time to sell their living art. And that's just a word I really like, living art. Uh, so so Ron, that's Ron where we're going. Good with that one. I'm not giving it up. It's a good word. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's uh, that's and, all Ron Tremper. Ron Tremper came up with that one. Yeah, he did a great job. And I've I've heard many people at shows use the same terminology. I think it fits. Yeah, it does, uh, definitely. Yeah, I was looking in the chat room about insurance and why don't we offer insurance. Um, mm-hmm. It's. I, I'll just give a brief overview. Um, uh, a lot of people have asked us to offer an insurance product, much like our competitors do. Um, I have called the state insurance office about having a self-insured product, uh, they told me that legally I could not do that. Um, Insurance is a regulated instrument, just like medical and law and other things. Uh, So if I could legally self-insure, I would do it, but I can't, so I won't. So um, if anybody knows a way that I can legally self-insure, I, I would offer that program tomorrow. Um, on the other hand, if it, what are you insuring? You're insuring that the animal arrives alive. Um, but kind of the way this other insurance product is, is that if it's dead and it's not a service failure, then the insurance doesn't kick in. So the only time it kicks in is if it's dead and a service failure. And Debbie, what percent of the time would you say there really is a service failure out of all the shipments we do? Well, FedEx um, says that they have about a 2%. um, 2%, yeah. 2% of their packages are delayed and don't meet the the commitment times. And Mm -hmm. out of that, and that's total packages, that's whether it's weather-related, that's all their packages. Two mm-hmm. percent delay. So I mean, it's, it's pretty minimal service failures. I and mean, some people are just—I hate to say it—luckier than others. Some people, they can ship. They've shipped hundreds of packages and never had a service failure and a delay. But the thing is, too, not only does it have to be delayed, it has to arrive DOA. Right. You know, that's the other thing. If it's arriving on time and it's DOA, then the insurance isn't going to cover it. So it's it's a real. And, again, everybody doesn't tell me when their animal arrives um, dead, you know. So, but it's it does not happen that often. It really but does not. Have you ever known an animal to arrive dead and it be a service failure? Yes, yes. So I, as many happen. as we've done and as many people that have talked to me, I actually know three. Two were not shipped through us. So I only know of one that was actually shipped through us. 
that was a service. Well, I take that back because he shipped two packages, so two. Mm-hmm. It was the same fella. Both his packages were held up at a hub. It was very cold out, and I don't even want to say it was below recommended temperatures. So, you yeah. know, in my opinion, so I would not rare. have shipped anyway. But he did. He shipped out two, um, and they were snakes, and they both arrived DOA, um, and they were held up a day. You know, the, the, the ideal type of insurance would be just live delivery guarantee no matter what. So once you give it to FedEx, then if, it's, if it arrives dead, for whatever reason, you know, you can file a claim on that. Unfortunately, um, through self-insurance or through trying to get another insurance company to underwrite that, um, there's just nobody out there who would do this that we could find. Mm-hmm. So the safe thing to do is just if, if there is a question, talk to Debbie. Uh, she will make sure that you ship things at the lowest risk profile possible and, you know, you'll have a 99% chance that it's going to get there just fine. Right. Yeah, I mean, I've never I've never had that, uh, you know, any issues like that, really. So, I mean, thank God. I mean, some people, I'm never going to ship in crazy cold weather either. And anybody out there, like we were saying earlier, too hot, too cold, it's just not worth it. The whole point is to, you know, have your your animals arrive alive and you know that's that's the whole that's the thing. risk factor you know i mean you you can cut down on it by using the proper packaging right. you know the, the proper boxes and and you know the the heat packs the proper equipment and shipping them when it's suggested that you ship i mean that just helps reduce any issues so mm-hmm. you know there's always going to be a risk but that that minimizes it quite a bit you know uh, dave you were worried that this hey david you were worried yeah, that ahead, this Mike. program wouldn't go on for an hour. <laughs> well, I, I actually, I said, you know, we're going to have plenty of stuff to talk about. I didn't know how long it would take, but, yeah, you're right. I'm glad we're covering everything. I'm really actually very pleased with, you know, the information we're getting, the questions, the callers. Um, the chat room is really blowing up. Do we have, like, uh, 16 people in it still? Um, you know, Lorna's Gecko there's more, asks. There's, there's uh, more praises out there. You can send hey, those through. <laughs> hey, Debbie, uh, so, somebody asked, um, uh, why does the shipment go to Indianapolis versus Memphis? Is there any way to predict? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, unfortunately, no. I mean, it's, it's the easy way. Um, you know, I, I've had this question a lot because, obviously, it's colder in Indianapolis. You know, I can, I can get them a rough idea sometimes, but there is no way. If you call FedEx, they're not going to know what hubs it goes through. The thing is, even when we think we've got it determined that it is going to go through Indianapolis or not, they also at the last minute reroute packages yeah. because of overloads is what they call it. So right when I tell a customer it's it's going to go through Memphis, it'll pop through Indianapolis. You know, it used to be anything north of Indianapolis was going to go through Indianapolis. Um, I know a lot of Denver packages go through Indianapolis before they go down and over so you know but again it's 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 not it's not something you can easily depict but i'm I'm willing to look that up for them and i have for many customers and basically the way i do it is i just find a customer that i know is in their area like if they're in california or they're in florida and i'll track that customer's packages as many packages as i can track that they send out to see what hubs they'll go through 
but unfortunately there is no real science to it. You know, like I said about, you know, a, a big majority of these packages do go through Memphis. So okay. that's, that's the hub I, I concern myself with the most. And in the winter, I concern myself more with Indianapolis, you know, knowing new temperatures just in case. But a small percentage of our packages do go through there, which is good, honestly. I got an idea. Why don't we cut out FedEx completely and get our own airplanes and our own trucks and basically <laughs> deliver the animals all by yourselves with Reptiles Express? What do you think? Are, are you Mike? going to back us financially? No money, Mike. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I don't even think I'd be able to do that if I won the lottery. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, honestly, nice all, all in all, David, FedEx really does do a – I've used both, okay? Yeah. So from my experience, FedEx does do a very good job overall. Oh, I know yeah. there's some people Absolutely. out there that want to bash on FedEx. I mean, I see it. You know, I, I can read the chat rooms and the Facebooks and all, and, and nobody's perfect. But overall, they really do do a good job. Yeah. Of, they of do a lot better job than UPS. Remember when we dealt oh, yeah. with UPS? Oh, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I've I've dealt with both, and UPS was terrible. They yeah. were terrible. I mean, I, I think we should be thankful and grateful that we have such a reliable way to get our animals to our customers. I mean, in the end, at the end of the day, it really is. Uh, it's phenomenal. It's an amazing. It's amazing to me how you know I can hand off my box of geckos to my driver and. It's going to be in California or or New Mexico or wherever uh, the next day, usually by 10 o'clock in the morning. It's amazing. Right. It yeah. is amazing. I mean, it really is. When Alaska, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I learned so much about Alaska. Alaska yeah. That a package, right. and, and for the price that they charge, I mean, Alaska doesn't really cost you any more than, than shipping it to, you know, Florida or California. It's, it's Yeah, it's, I'd like to get in one of those boxes because, Alaska's expensive to fly to, so it, it does amaze me. I mean, it really does. It really does. I know. I try, like, just to give people an example, if I ship a gecko to Florida, not in Pennsylvania, it usually costs me about $38, I think, $40 to ship. Um, if I ship a gecko to um, Washington State, for instance, it's about it's a little further, so uh, it's about $45. Um, that's that's really not a lot of money when you think about it. A lot of the geckos I sell are 300 or more sometimes, expensive, really nice stuff. And, you know, to, to spend an extra $40 for so a customer, you know, can get an amazing gecko, that's just, mm-hmm. you know, that's 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 not a lot of money. And, and like, like we were saying earlier, if you were to try to do it yourself, I mean, without Billion. your service, yeah. it, it would probably be more. a $70 shipment, right? 70 or 80 maybe? Really? Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know. And that's 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 just it. So you're getting so much. Not only are you getting the discounted rates, you're getting the peace of mind. You're getting Debbie watching your stuff like a hawk, and uh, you know it's just I don't know. It's just perfect. I I some people we we're so I I kind of take it for granted in a way. I guess I kind of forget about all that you do sometimes, Debbie. But that's the good thing because then you're doing your job uh, the right way. If you have to, if the customers have to worry about the shipping company and if they're on the ball and if they're watching stuff then that's that's a problem i don't i don't i never worry with you ever <laughs> thank you thank you Dan. yeah yeah well i mean i think we covered a lot of material tonight guys um debbie do you think that there's anything else that uh you, you think is important that i may have uh forgot to, to mention i think we just about covered it i can't uh 
Hey, Debbie. You know, we cover the, the priority, the delivery time, the where to get the shipping supplies. I think we about covered it all that I can think of. Hey, hey Debbie. Yes, sir. So, somebody asked about do gel packs help with cushioning a shipment? The gel packs? No, you don't want to rely on a gel pack to cushion your shipment. A gel pack, is <laughs> its purpose is to um, cool the box, and honestly, right. it, it shouldn't be used for cushioning because you want to keep it away from the reptile as opposed to setting the reptile on there. I mean, the right. best things you can use, honestly, for cushioning are shredded up newspaper, bundled up um, paper towels work fine, and bundled up newspaper works fine. And I know David was saying he uses the little um, air bubbles that he gets. Bubble bags. Yeah, the bubble yeah. bags. Um, don't recommend you use the since nobody seems to have brought it up, I don't recommend you use the peanuts simply because a lot of those are toxic. So that yeah, becomes an issue. In contact, yeah, if it comes in contact with the heat, you may, uh, may release chemicals into the air in there. Yeah, not a good idea. Right. Well, but, I mean, that's that's the best insulation you can use to, to, me <clears throat> to shred it up. Okay, shred it up also, hey, Debbie, somebody also asked about shipping to Puerto Rico, Hawaii, or Canada. Okay. Could I? Yeah, let's not, hear, I'd like to hear about Canada especially. Okay. <laughs> we do not ship to Puerto Rico. That's the first thing. Um, Hawaii, we'll ship to Hawaii, but Hawaii has a lot of restrictions. So you have to know right. the restrictions. There's, it's got to go through um, the animal control over there in Hawaii, and you really got to know, and, and I don't know all of them, so you really need to know all the rules. It's got to be for educational purposes. I think they allow some some small turtles in over there, but but hardly anything. So we don't move too many packages into Hawaii for that reason. And in mm-hmm. Canada, as far as Canada goes, we do not ship to Canada ourselves, but there is a company called Reptile Express in Canada, and, and basically we work with Sam. His name is Sam Fard over there. And a lot of people do go to his site and think it's our site and vice versa, so we kind of work together on this. And we will ship to um, New York, Lewiston, New York, and then Sam takes care of all the permits. Now, you do need permits, and, and you need uh, vet certificates and things like that, so there's, there's, you know, a lot more cost involved going to Canada, going in and out of Canada. If you're doing it properly, you know, there's CITES permits, non-CITES, and it can run you as much as $350 to, to get your reptile into Canada. Um, and I'm sure what's That's, going to come up as well is, is importing and exporting. And, again, we don't do that, but there are a couple people, and if ever, you know, anybody needs to know, they can, they can email me or, or, you know, send me a, um, through our contact. They can send me a questionnaire, and I will put them in some contact. I do know a few people that do import and export, and it is actually cheaper to, to export something over to the ham show in Germany, for instance, or Asia, and I know my customers will, will, will verify this for me, than it actually is to send something to Canada. And that's just because of the restrictions that, that are put on there when you want to take something in and out of Canada. So, But it, it can yeah. be done, yes. Yeah, we can make a killing if I could. I could make a killing if I could move to Canada for about five years and just breed geckos and, you know, <laughs> sell them here and then get out. I was thinking about doing that, but uh, <laughs> I got to see what's going on here. Well, um, yeah, I got a lot of quite requests uh, for geckos in Europe, but people want my stuff over in Europe and in Asia. I've never really seriously looked into getting there, and um, I'm, I'm it's starting not, to. Honestly, but it's not too bad to, to move things, 
you know, I'm going to say about $95 to ship, a, and I'm using Bearded Dragons because, you know, that's that's my cup of tea, um, to ship a Bearded Dragon to a ham shell. Um, and, and if you want to do more than one, you know, he has a volume discount over there. DDI is a good company for that, Dutch Dragon Imports. Um, if I want to ship that same Bearded Dragon over to Canada, by the time I do the, the permits and the health certificates, it's about $350. So most people that are going to do it are going to do it on volume. They're not going to send one animal. They're going to send a, a box load, you know, so, so it, right. it cuts so that, down so on the instance, cost. For, but Yeah, so for Canada, that $350 is for the total order. So it's not whether you're sending one animal or 100, it's still going to just be 30 You're going to put them all in the same box, yeah. And, I mean, it'll go up a little bit, you know, if you, if you put some weight, you know, if that box is, is heavy, of course, it's going to go up. Because you've got, you've got shipping from wherever you're located to Lewiston, New York. You've got to pay that shipping. Then you've got to pay for all the permits. And then you're going to, unless you're going to pick it up at the office, Reptile Express's office, which I believe is in Ontario, you don't have to pay then, um, you know, in Canada on that side for that shipping. But if you want it delivered anywhere else, then you have to pay for that shipping as well. So it can yeah, get quite pricey going into Canada. Yeah, it's a shame because I have a lot of Canadian followers that just would just mm-hmm. love to get geckos and you know, it's, it's always been the issue of how to get them there cheaply. It's just like it's crazy. Mm. It's well, cheaply is not. It, it's legally is the problem. Right. You, know, you want to do it correctly. Yeah. You don't want them to be, you know, smuggled and sent right. over and then they confiscate them. That's the thing. To do it legally yes. is what costs the money. Again, you need the permits right. and, and CITES, non-CITES, and, and the certificates. So, But right. anybody who wants right. to know right. can contact me and I'll put you in contact or just directly contact uh, Sam Fard over at Reptile Express in Canada. Okay, cool, awesome. All right, um, well, I'm, I'm really happy with everything we discussed tonight, guys. Um, you know, it's a very informative episode. It's a go-to episode, absolutely, for anyone, anybody new out there that's considering shipping. And uh, I guess I'll, I'll leave this, uh, this last segment to either of you, if you have any closing remarks, and also um, to give out your information so people can find you. Well, um, we are Reptiles Express with an S in the middle. Um, website, of course, is www.reptilesexpress.com. My number is 404-477-4102. And my email is debbie at reptilesexpress.com. But, again, you can just go to our website. There are contact forms on there. Um, you can call me. I'm not a 9-to-5 person. I know people in, in California ship as well, so I'll usually answer my phone up until about 8 o'clock at night. And uh, okay. um, that's pretty much all I had to say. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was a good segment as well, David. I thank you for your time. Oh, absolutely. How about you, Mike? Do you have anything you'd like to say for closing? Well, I, I think this was the Debbie Price show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, she steals the show, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, people yeah. used to think I was the owner, so, you know. <laughs> Had to kind of no, set them well, straight and tell them no, not really. So, but I mean, I, I appreciate all my customers, and you know, I, yeah. I'll go the extra mile. I just want to, I just want their their reptiles to be safe. You know, I care. I mean, I I rescue bearded dragons. That's what I do. If people don't know that, and so I care about the reptiles. I mean, and uh, we just want to get them there safe and, and cut down on the risk if we can. And that's yeah. basically, you know, what we're about: Qual- good quality yeah. products and, and good customer service. And, and the only thing, I'm, I'm sort of the one you really never talk to, but 
I go to lots of reptile shows, and on Sunday I put my Reptiles Express shirt on, and I visit all the vendors who are there as breeders, and I introduce them to Reptiles Express. But behind the scenes, there is constant development going on. We're constantly tweaking the site and adding to it, and then we're always thinking, okay, what can we do for the next phase? What's the next show? And so all that's in development right now. Um, we see this as a growing industry, and it's an industry that we're all part of, and we're all in it together. So, you know, our success is based on your success and vice versa. Um, so the, the good thing is that what Debbie does is she listens to you guys, and then, trust me, I get an earful quite often of things that need to be fixed on the website. And I do listen, and I work with development to make sure those things are done, they're fixed, and they're implemented. Um, real quick question, and, and you guys, uh, we developed a mobile interface so that on your phone you could actually see the website better and generate labels. I'm wondering if anybody actually uses that, the mobile interface. Um, I've seen it. I haven't tried it yet, but um, I, didn't, I didn't know that you could actually make your label on, your, on the phone. You can do that? Yeah, um, you can now make your label on the phone. Now it's going to send it to your oh, email that's so address. Cool. But it's the the web the website knows if you are accessing it through a mobile cell phone, and it will reformat right. itself so that you can read it. And um, oh. just try it out. Just go on you know on your mobile phone through a web browser and type Reptiles Express, and you'll see it differently. And the reason why we came up with that is because a lot of times people might be on the phone with a customer and they're not at their house, and maybe that customer wants to know what is the price of shipping. So the quick quote part is right there on the front screen, and they can get the price right away and hopefully close the deal. But oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, give it a try, and any feedback would be appreciated on that one. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's for everybody listening too. Try it out, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll give uh, we'll email Debbie and let us let her know what uh, we think about it. That's good. Well, and maybe uh, I mean it kind of acts like an app almost, right? Um, yeah. Almost. I mean, it's it's a step before an app, and so I'm, I'm probably the next step is to make it an app, which wouldn't be hard mm-hmm. to do, but it's already configured, so it'll work on your on any cell phone. Nice, nice. That's cool. All yeah. right. Well, I, I just want to thank you both for giving us your time tonight. I want to thank you especially for uh, sponsoring our show. Um, it, it means a lot to me. I'm, I'm very happy with all the sponsors on board, and I'm very confident in each one of them. In fact, I tell everybody that the people that sponsor this show are breeders and businesses that you know I'm willing to put my reputation on because I trust them and I, I feel that they're that good at what they do in the community and the industry. So thank you both for everything that you do for us. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Okay. okay, cool. All right. Well, I'll let you guys go, and uh, I'll be in touch with you soon, Debbie, when I ship my next gecko. <laughs> thanks, Dave. Talk to you later. All right. Good night. Uh, take, take care, Mike. Thank you. Bye, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks, Mike. Wow. All right, folks. Uh, another... Another terrific episode. I think we uh, we definitely nailed it, and um, 
Well, I'm going to play the outro, and I'll come back with my closing remarks. Thank you, everybody who tuned in, and thank you, everybody that's still in the chat. Check this out. Gecko Nation Radio is a David Fine Gecko's creation and production. You can visit the show's Facebook page at Gecko Nation Radio. I also have a great family-friendly group on Facebook called Gecko Nation. Apply for membership today. The jazz music you heard tonight was generously donated and created by Jeremy Turgeon of J&D Reptiles. Thank you very much, Jeremy, for the great musical pieces. You can check out Jeremy at J&D Reptiles on YouTube and on Facebook. And a very special thank you to our news anchor, graphic designer, and audio tech, Steve Barker. All the graphics, audio sponsor plugs, and music overlays were assembled by Steve. Check out Steve on YouTube at BC Barker Creations. He has some terrific videos for the herb community with amazing geckos and snakes. Please support the U.S. Herpeticultural Alliance and U.S. ARC. Gecko Nation Radio is proud to support both of these organizations. Please donate to U.S. ARC so that they have the funds needed to legally protect pet owners' rights nationwide. You can donate to the U.S. ARC Legal Defense Fund at www.usarc.org. If you would also like to learn about advocacy and how you can take action on a state and local level, please subscribe to the U.S. Herpeticultural Alliance newsletter and blog at www.usherp.org. All right, folks, thank you. Um, Well, my closing remarks are this. I've been using Reptiles Express for over two years now, and I, like I said it during the show, I have full confidence in everything they do. You know, when you ship your animal, it's no matter what, you're taking some kind of risk. The whole purpose behind Reptiles Express is to minimize the risks, and they certainly do that above and beyond. And uh, it just, it's a great comfort to know that they're there behind the scenes, making sure that everything's running smoothly. And their connections are important, like they were saying, uh, with their one-call connection in FedEx. We just don't have access to that as normal, regular, uh, you know, customers. So, um, you know, it's those types of little things they can do for us uh, that, that are going to make the difference. All right. Um, give them a shot, reptilesexpress.com. If you guys have any questions, call Debbie. She gave out her number. Um, at this point, I'm going to thank our sponsors one by one. Dale's Bearded Dragons, biggest and best reptile supply distributor on the East Coast and on all the East Coast shows. Contact them at dalesbeardedragons.com. Mention Gecko Nation Radio for 10% off at any expo. dbdragons.com. Best supplier of dubia roaches, highest quality, and huge into FlexLot. Use their standard gecko uh, all-in-caps code at at checkout and get an instant 5% off your order every time. Thank you, Reno, from uh, AB Dragons for that. Uh, GeckoBoa.com. John Scarborough, amazing tangerines, amazing white and yellows, all kinds of wild types, every single one. He's the king of wild types in America right now. Give him a shot. Check out his amazing geckos at geckoboa.com and on Facebook. Wally from Supreme Geckos into Cresties, day geckos, micro geckos, supplies, food for those geckos. Check out supremegecko.com. Ohiogecko.com. Thad also runs geckoforums.net. Got to check out Thad and his amazing tangerines, snows, fat tails, and some really unique projects coming from Thad at Ohio Gecko. So check him out, ohiogecko.com. 
rainbow mealworms, the biggest worm farm in the world. Amazing worms, amazing service. They're giving a special code for GeckoNation listeners for 30% off until the end of May. Uh, the code is GeckoNation, all in caps, all one word. It's good for two orders until the end of May. Check out Rainbow Mealworms. That's what I use. That's what all the big breeders use. Stand behind Rainbow Mealworms. They've been going strong since 1956, I believe. So, awesome. Uh, of course, Reptiles Express, you just heard from them. Reptiles Express, use the code GeckoNation10 at checkout for 10% off any order of $40 or more. It's good for two orders. All right. Of course, the king, Ron Tremper. Uh, Ron Tremper has had the biggest effect on the world of leopard geckos. For over 30-some years now, he's been developing his projects. Definitely check out leopardgecko.com. His book called Leopard Geckos, The Next Generations, the best book on leopard geckos that you can buy if you're a beginner, and there's less than 100 copies left. So get it quick, get it from his website, and get it signed and autographed by him because it's going to be a collector's item someday. Also check out his app, Leopard Gecko Pro and Leopard Gecko Care. They're awesome apps. All right, giantleopardgecko.com. Mr. Keith Kiggins working on some really cool giant uh, leopard geckos. Big stuff, amazing, just different combos and uh, different traits that he's developing with his geckos. He's got some nice fat tails, nice cresties as well. Really happy to have Keith Higgins on board with us too. So check out giantleopardgeckos.com. And, of course, last but not least, Miss Marcy from MS2 uh, Chow. That's MS2 Enterprises Premium Chow is the best your feeder insects. So get the best feeder insects from rainbow mealworms and AB dragons and use the best chow to gut load them. All right, folks. We're going to wrap things up, and I'm going to play a cool song on the way out. Uh, I think this week we have uh, Brian Barchuk coming up on Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so we're going to talk about – I don't think we're going to talk about snakes with Brian. We're going we're gonna to talk about his new obsession with geckos. So uh, tune in. Hope you guys can make it. So, uh, and thank you everybody who's uh, who made it into the chat room and for everybody that called in. Uh, appreciate it. Okay, until next time, folks. Yeah.
Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.